0: We are back in studio with friend of the show, um, former Attorney General John Ashcroft. And, uh, man, it's a pleasure always to have you here, sir, especially during these crazy times. How are you this morning?
1: Well, I'm glad to be alive. Enjoyed. This must be Attorney General's... Uh, special day it is i ran into general bailey and they were calling us each other general it sounded like we were at a military installation neither of us is a real general we just happen to be attorneys general hey that's how we roll here on wake up springfield we bring in the top
0: dogs that's what we do so i've been called dog before (laughs) it's ag day here at wake up springfield so listen before we dive into stuff we got a wide array of things that we want to cover with you there's a lot going on and we got to get your Professional opinion. And I don't know if we can get some purely irresponsible speculation out of you. If you're like sworn to, you know, top secret stuff, you got to always tell the truth, nothing but the truth. Or so help you God. But before we dive into all of that, I was just sent a video and just reminded, you know, that you've made it on the world stage when they do a Saturday night live spoof of you. So you've had several of those. Tell us what you thought the first time you saw yourself being spoofed on Saturday night live. I wish I remembered,
1: uh, <laughs> and, uh, Daryl Hammond, uh, Daryl did a, did a mm-hmm. pretty decent John you know, Ashcroft, didn't he? I'm, I, I, I'm ignorant about a lot of things, but, and there have been, there have been a lot of spoops about me. I haven't spent a lot of time with them. Okay. So I'm, I think it's, it, obviously it's, it's fun to be ridiculed in some measures. I, sometimes it's worth it. Uh, just for example, I wrote a song once called "Well." I wrote it once, and it's called "Let the Eagles Soar." Oh, I remember that. Yeah, um, I gave the song to Evangel University. Yes, you did. Their the rights, but uh and I think it's been used in two or three motion pictures. Actually, me singing the song, I sang it at a fundraiser for an educational institution in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And lo and behold, uh, somebody had a phone there, and so it, it turns out I was the hold music on Brad Pitt's phone in uh, <laughs> in uh, the Big Short. Wow! And, uh, then uh, last year's movie was uh, Don't Look Up. I forget who the big star, and they had some big stars wasn't that, there. Um,
0: George Clooney wasn't he in that?
1: Nah, Jennifer nah. Lawrence, Meryl Streep. But anyhow. And i think the the college has ended up getting between thirty and forty thousand dollars uh awesome. maybe a, closer to forty uh as a result of me being spoofed That's so cool. by my own boys <laughs> uh, people i can't imagine people putting me in a movie except to ridicule me but i don't I'm not much of a movie goer and i haven't even i haven't even seen any yeah. either of those but I do understand that if you look at the credits on the big short I, yeah i'm looking at him right now uh, let
0: the eagle soar written and performed by john Ashcroft. Uh, i remember i remember you guys are faster than a speeding (laughs) bullet i tell you if i
1: I could operate a computer that quickly i'd (laughs) i'd be employable Uh, i remember when you i i I, I
0: imagine you had just written it i when james river used to do the um big old fireworks
1: deal i remember you coming there you came and sang it there oh i did i remember that i was like he can sing well uh You know, singing is just a way of sharing with people. And if you're willing to subject yourself to the potential of ridicule on Saturday Night Live and in movies, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes the singing will catch up with you. But, you know, if it lets a few kids go to school who wouldn't otherwise go to school, that'd be more better than i could have anticipated
0: hey on behalf of all evangel alumni thank you for that and um and hey it's our homecoming week this week but don doesn't care he's only giving shout outs to nah, Missouri come State. On, Alex. don you haven't announced evangel university homecoming so anyway i'll do it next time <laughs> all right there you go let's dive into this so
1: speaker of the house are we going to have one soon like what what's going to happen i'm a little bit shocked that they haven't coalesced around someone just for purposes You know, of understanding that you can't please everyone all the time. And when the margins are thin, we're going to have to make some compromises. I thought, oh boy, I hate that. That's, uh. When I this, wish I... Is that the president calling? If it's the president, <laughs> no, you can go I don't ahead and know. take that. I tried, I tried to shut this off. Just give him a, help. Give him a hand there. Let Here's me straight. see. I'll take care of it. We'll there we go. That.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that Secret Service calling you on no, the, no, on the no, secret no. phone no. there? Uh, uh, it would be the nervous White,
1: White House. White House? So go ahead and take it. It, it. Would be, <laughs> it would be the nervous service, not the secret service. <laughs> <laughs> Pipe this in, Cassie. You can't pass that
0: phone around. That is like top secret
1: right there. uh where were we? uh Speaking of the House, you said you thought something coalesced on I Oh, yeah. You know uh, if for no other reason than public relations reasons, now there 's plenty of time when the house doesn 't do anything, and when the stuff that it does do is more disappointing to me than inactivity i 'm not i 'm one of these guys i 'm glad i don 't get to all the government I pay for, yeah. so inefficiencies are sometimes pleasing to me, but this is not a time for us to be quibbling and squabbling and one of the sticking points was whether or not uh, someone else could call uh, for a recall of the speaker with a single motion. Yeah. I think there are ways to compromise that, to say that you've got to have, you know, 30 people on the petition to do it before you occasion that or some, there's got to be a middle ground somewhere. So I would, I would urge members of the house, not like any of them would listen to me anyhow, that, that this be done. I think the president has not been impaired by what he wants to do in terms of the Middle East, for example. Uh, he seemed to feel plenty, uh, free in, uh, promising, uh, what was it, a hundred million dollars? Million, yeah. To, uh, uh provide for, uh, civilian, uh, so-called humanitarian aid. Yeah. And we can discuss that, uh, you know, the idea that in wartime somehow you go in and you, Help them meet all the needs that they have at their, in their domestic settings so that the war machine can continue to operate effectively against. uh, But, so I, uh, but I, yeah, they need to move. They should have moved more quickly than they have. And I hope they'll move quickly. It, it is a distraction that is not in the interest of the American people. Okay. So just yes or no, like in your,
0: in your purely, irresponsible speculation, but yet we consider you, your speculation is better than all of us. Is Jim Jordan going to be
1: the Speaker of the House? If I were, if you handed me five bucks and said I had to bet either yeah. for or against, I'd say no. Okay, I think there's yeah. got to be somebody else that's going to emerge. Uh-huh. But I, I think he, he's, he's very bright. He is uh very direct. And it may be that he's, he's too uh, transparent about what he thinks and he's not cagey enough there's some some people who think the speaker of the house needs to be everything to everybody which uh, involves people in what uh, some cognitive dissonance within themselves you know a house divided can't stand and yeah. if you've got to be everything to everybody you wonder what you really believe well nobody wonders what jim jordan really That's believes true. So he, I think he's a very good congressman, but whether or not he will fit in that role. And, you know, this is a a matter of taste on the part of the members of the Congress. They get a chance to vote for people, and there's no specific criterion that they have to look at when they're voting. They can say, I don't like the fact that he doesn't wear a tie on TV. And, but that he does wear one when he's on the floor of the house so that he won't look like a Pennsylvania senator. I don't
0: know. A little dig there, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, that <it> is. Okay. <laughs> Let me switch
1: gears on you a little bit
0: and then we, we, we're going to, you know, 9-11, right? That was a, a big part of, you know, of, of something that you experienced. <clears throat> they're, they're calling this Israel attack, the, the Hamas attack on Israel, the 9-11 of, for Israel. Um, do you see that being something comparable?
1: yeah in a lot of ways it's comparable although it's not it's not a secret that hamas has uh, a great antipathy toward and has expected and and has spoken very clearly it's it's very charter for hamas to extinguish the jewish people Mm -hmm. uh so it wasn't in in that respect it wasn't a surprise but the event was a surprise and the fact that it actually was an invasion and that it focused on civilians that's a that's a big thing Uh, 9-11 didn't focus on our military basis it was an assault against civilians Mm -hmm. It killed more people than died at pearl harbor Mm -hmm. and uh so it was a massive sort of injury to the united states and its civilian population and it disrupted it it changed our country forever and i think there is a since the holocaust when six million jews were rounded up and and eventually died in the in in the persecution so this is this this wasn't sort of a sweeping up in, a, in a, of jews in a different part of the world this was in the jewish homeland which had been established as a place for jews to be able to go and be secure so uh, it is obviously significant and of course the percentage of their population taken if you were to extrapolate to the population of the united states and you've heard people do this it would be the equivalent of us losing between thirty and fifty thousand yeah. people, mm-hmm. which is uh, big we're, number. We're big not numbers. interested in those kinds of losses, so uh, it is a major thing. And uh, Netanyahu is not the kind of leader that will uh, take this lightly. Yeah, yeah. We are
0: talking with um, former Attorney General John Ashcroft. He's here in studio, and we got we're going to have him for another segment. We want to kind of dive into a little about. President Trump his legal um, trials over we need you to your attorney general so you got your you're an attorney we need you to put on your legal cap in this next um, segment here and we'll get right back with him here in studio on with
1: this eagle's place is in the sky.
0: That's that's awesome. She's still got a great. Lot of the
1: silky, smooth voice of uh, former Attorney hey, General John Ashcroft. It. Hey, you <laughs> know who does that better is Guy Hovis, who used to was with the Lawrence Welk people. He sang it at the second Bush Girl, and he also sang it on a PBS special. Now, that's if you want to listen to Let the Eagle Soar, that eagle soars. My eagle sort of stumbles around <laughs> on the ground. Hey, listen. I, but it's I like still it. your eagle, yeah. and you wrote the song. That's impressive. That's very impressive.
0: So. Let's dive into this. We want to get your thoughts on the legal troubles up there with President Trump up in New York City. Um, what they're This case that Leticia James is bringing forth on him as far as the fraudulent case, number one, and then the judge is trying to gag him. I want to go to the gag order first. Is that lawful? Is that legal?
1: Well, judges have broad authority to uh, provide an environment in which justice can be even-handed, but I, I really, uh, I don't see any justification for stopping Donald Trump from talking.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, I think it, it plays into and discredits the judge, I think, to the extent that it makes him appear to play into the political campaign. Yep. Silencing a presidential candidate is a dangerous thing to think about in a democracy that relies upon an informed public. Making decisions based upon the utterances of candidates. And we're, we're a, we're a, a, a nation that will be electing a president and to say that one of the candidates, the, the leading candidate, if not just one of the candidates, is ineligible to speak about relevant matters. And if, if the fairness of the justice system isn't a relevant matter, I can't imagine what is. Uh, that's an unwise decision on the part of the judge. And it begs the question of whether or not it's just a part of a concerted effort to, uh, to affect the election.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I just finished reading Andrew McCabe's book and he talks about the FBI or the threat and, you know, his, you know, it's kind of funny. You put a smile on your face. I assume that you probably read it, but like, how, okay. No, but how does, how does a guy like, how does, how does it get to the point? Where the FBI, and apparently most people in America feels like they're crooked, they're, you know, two-sided. How does that happen? I mean, you were over all that. Like, give us some thoughts on that.
1: Well, one of the ways it happened was that an FBI member has been convicted of a crime of having altered documents to present to a court that would provide a basis for tapping the phones of people. Yeah, court. Uh, You know, when that's a very, very serious thing. And, uh, frankly, I'm not sure people have a a sense that it was seriously addressed. The person who was convicted of that crime, yes, has been convicted of a crime, but I would, I would amend the process. We, we need to revisit the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And to provide greater safeguards against abusive practices that might uh, be undertaken in the justice community, either by the FBI or other participants in the, with the responsibility of keeping America safe. Yeah. Uh, the, the FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, authorizes, uh, sort of wiretaps and, and surveilling conversations of people who are either agents of a foreign power or are a foreign power, and you go before the court to get an order to do that.
0: Does the attorney general know that those little lower-level things, or is that something that would come to the... Well, there are
1: thousands of these things, and it's up to the attorney general to make sure that the individuals involved... you've the uh, power of suggestion you're calling i gave you the frog in my <clears> throat>, throat there we go that's yeah. ribbit, <laughs> it, ribbit ribbit yeah it's like uh, yeah. it's up to the attorney general to uh set a tone and to require accuracy one of the things that i has ha- ha- happened didn't happen during my administration i thank god for it i would have been terribly embarrassed by it and would have felt forever a failure if have it happened uh, but uh the idea that it could be used politically mm. uh, is probably more possible because it's what's called an ex parte proceeding. In other words, the person who is being surveilled doesn't know that the court proceeding is underway to authorize his being s- surveilled. Okay, yeah. And uh, you obviously can't tell the person you're going to tap his phone. We're going to tap your phone. Yeah, Because what will he do? He'll get another phone. He'll mm-hmm. adjust his communications. But I think it would be possible for us to have either a guardian ad litem or another uh agency of government represent him in the uh, application to say, now wait a okay. second, this guy's a, gr- a graduate of the U.S. Military Academy. He's been this, that, and the other. He's not an agent of a foreign power. When you, when you go merely on a sworn affidavit of the FBI or other law enforcement authorities, and, uh, there isn't any guarantee that all the relevant information should be provided, there, there's a, there's a problem. Yeah. And that's why I think we ought to adjust the law. In the criminal system, for example, <clears throat> if you are, uh, indicted for something, the prosecutor has to give you all the exculpatory information that he has about why you would be innocent and not guilty so that your attorney and you have every piece of information that would justify your innocence. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody like that and no requirement of that in the FISA court. Okay. And there ought to be a requirement of it. And if the, if the government doesn't provide that to the FISA court judge, the judge, well, he can make big mistakes and secondly, he ought to be furious beyond measure.
0: I want to go bigger picture on that, but sticking on that same subject, there, you know, there's so much of an erosion of trust in the legal system in our, um, in our, I don't know, CIA's, the FBI, and stuff. What do you think can be done to restore some of this trust?
1: Well, that's I, I just got through outlining some safeguards yeah. against abuse in the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And I've spoken of those in a variety of law schools in Washington, D.C., George Mason Law School or yeah. George Washington or those kinds of places and across the country. So far, the Congress has not seen fit to take those up. Uh, but, so like in the court of public opinion? I mean, well, you- I, think, I think it's pretty clear that the Justice Department has a responsibility not only to do justice, but to do it in such a way as to uh, uh, maintain the confidence of the American people in <clears throat> the litany of abuses, whether it's in um, the way the differential law enforcement against pro-lifers and other individuals who are not on the woke agenda of this administration, including the stacking of charges against the president uh when he is i doesn't appear to be any more culpable than a wide variety of other officials uh how many different officials have uh uh have been uh, shown to have maintained classified information not in their garage next to yeah. their corvette but in other settings far more secure than the garage but have not been, uh, and uh, exactly. That's why to the uh, to us average person, it's just like it doesn't seem fair. Well, it's not fair. I mean, that's you know, there there are two things. There's an absence of per, of an appearance of fairness, but I think there is in reality. I think the public has this right that there is an absence of fairness here, and uh this differential approach to justice has undermined the system generally. And lends credence to uh, a discontent that that probably wasn't merited. The idea that uh, everybody who is prosecuted is somehow being abused is as wrong as there are there are abuses and substantial abuses. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to ask you this, and like we just got probably another minute or so. I, th- I see Caskin ready to put it on there. So, what do you think? If, you, if you're if you looking at in purely irresponsible speculation, who's going to be the nominee on the Republican side? Who's going to be the nominee on the Democrat side? For
1: President of the United <laughs> States of America. We're putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, well, you know, it. Uh, I think Joe Biden will be the... You think he's going to make it that far? I think he is. He really? seems to be able to... You know, he seems to be able to stumble and fumble, but not to fall. Hmm. And uh, I think that uh, absent a very serious health crisis, which I don't expect him to have, he seems to be a victim of a, a deteriorating health and mental situation, yeah. mental acuity, but I don't think he's going to be that substantial. I, uh, You think Trump makes it through all these indictments? Oh, I think there's, yeah, it's very likely that Trump makes it through the indictment. Okay. So although they, although they stacked the indictment, what, what do they have about 99 91, charges? 91. You know, I mean, uh, that in itself has the, the appearance of being a political assault. Yeah. Uh, if you have a few good cases to bring, but when do you remember any defendant ever? being the subject of ninety one charges. Seriously. In what how many
0: different states? Like three or four different charges. Well, yeah. there's a four Florida cases.
1: case, there's a Georgia case, yeah. there's a New York case, and, and there the are DC
0: And the D C. Yeah.
1: And uh um, and the idea that this is you know, it it begs um you have to suspend disbelief in order to think that there isn't some coordination in this yes. Yes. And so it, it it discredits the system so substantially that it may well impair and it may well be that they don't want convictions they may just want to develop a paralysis a him up in his campaign okay for a sufficient period of time that would make it difficult and I don't want to confess to listening to your program, but I heard earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess I have to endorse <laughs> you. There uh, you go. You are. We have the official the, endorsement. Wait, wait <laughs> stop. Don't talk. Don't talk. Say that again. Don't, don't anybody talk. Well, earlier in the in the day, you had uh, revealed the uh, Marist poll, which uh, signif- I think it reflects. Uh, there, there's damage to Trump that's been done by this. And uh, I think uh it there's 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 an anomaly here it doesn't damage his hardened base right but it but i think it in in a quadrant of the american electorate that is susceptible to sort of uh, being in the middle going one way or another i think there are a lot of people who think trump is their second choice and anybody but trump is their first choice as a result of these, That's it. uh, of, of these pronouncements. And so you get this situation where a virtual unknown, one of the candidates, and, uh, is, uh, in a position to, at least according to the poll, significantly alter what would be the election outcome. Yeah. Um, so I think these things are having an effect. I expect he's probably capable of, according to the polls, Uh, winning the Republican nomination hands down, Uh, the absence of debates bothers me because I think it gives a free pass to Biden not to have debates in the general election. And I think the most uh, important thing ought to be the ability of people to get spontaneous, unfiltered, not pre-programmed information from candidates. And debates are one of the ways that happens. Not to say that debates always result in that, Debates can be botched by three parties, the, or four parties, the Republican, the Democrat, and the two different kinds of media that are involved yeah. in mm-hmm. so-called asking questions. Whether they're trying to ask questions or show off, That's you what have, to, to, have to ask yourself a question.
0: So listen, man, we are here. We, you're with the former Attorney General John Ashcroft. This guy can do what he wants to. Listen, guys, I know I've heard the music. I just got to ask you this, and give me just quick, 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 quick. Do you think that these guys that got convicted with um, the J six in jail for twenty two years is that justice? Is that fair? No. Okay, that's well, what we believe too.
1: No, so. I mean, look, this, these, th- there are all kinds of people in the United States who are committing far more serious infractions exactly. of the law, who aren't even they're they. <clears throat> They never see the ins- inside. They don't see the yeah. inside of a courthouse, let alone of a jailhouse. There you go. Well, hey, I rest my case. So I know. Go ahead, Chris. I, get it. I get it. No, no. Thank you so much. I, w- um, I
0: was trying to get him to say that he endorses Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris <laughs> without anybody talking, so that we could, so Cass could, could clip it.
1: I actually have him saying that, and it's on a promo that we run on our station. <laughs> yeah. so oh, let's, just, let's
0: just get right. Here. What is your favorite show from five thirty? to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday with the Big Ball Brother Man and a White Dude. What's your favorite
1: show? Well, I guess it's Wake Up Spring. There you go. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. I guess I'm going to get a traffic update.